Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, ProFunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you, right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth. Hi, I'm Carmen, and this is Jordan. Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about how to be successful in short-term rentals. We're thrilled to have Sammy Khan on. He's a 25-year-old real estate investor who's created great success in the short-term rental business. Sammy, thank you so much for joining us today. For sure. Thank you for having me as a guest over here also. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, episode. We're really excited to have you on and talking to us about a more innovative approach to short-term rentals. But first off, talk to us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in real estate. So a little bit of background about myself. Um, I, I came to this country when I was uh, 17, so I was going up, going to university. And while I was going through the whole university process, when I, at the end of second year, I realized that, yes, getting a job is a good way of doing, m- making money. But when it came to uh, long-term wealth, it's really not that easy, right? Like, you can have a job all your life and you're waiting for that pension. So that got me into real estate. So that's what I started looking into real estate. And as having, uh, what is it called, parents from back home, they always say real estate is the best way of investing. Oh, so they do? (laughs) Yeah. How I got introduced to short-term rental is interesting story. Uh, I was going to Montreal, and when I was going to Montreal, we were looking for hotels, and all the hotels were booked. So I was forced to take an Airbnb that night. So me having a little bit of a business mind, what happened was when I went to that place, I stayed over there. I was like, okay, there has to be a way where I can interject this market and make some money also, right? (laughs) So I went back home, Ottawa, gave it some thought, and looked at the platform and stuff like that, and we found uh, a way of doing it ourselves. So luckily, one of my friends uh, living downtown Ottawa, he had a two bedroom. And his friend, sorry, his brother left uh, for the summer. Uh, it, it was around September, I think so. And we had this extra room empty. So what we did was we were like, okay, you know what, we're gonna give this a try. So first two weeks got booked right away. And right after it got booked, we got our market validation. Wow. So that's where it basically started all. So, so you oh, yeah. still work totally. full time and you do real estate on the side. Correct. So when I started off, I was working full time. I was working part time because I had to make the banks happy so that they give us mortgages. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> I, and uh, I was doing all the side hustles also. So I was doing basically I was working close to 80 to 90 hours a week. No wow. Problem. Impressive. And how old were you when you did that? Uh, I've been working two jobs uh, since university. Incredible to see your motivation and drive. It's <laughs> For awesome. Sure. And, yeah, and yeah. I know just having a conversation with you, I mean, I love short-term rentals. We have some, and, and just some of your ideas, they're For innovative, sure. so I can't wait to share that with everybody. 100%. It's, yeah. it's amazing. So, Sammy, your method of investing is quite unique. Can you talk to us about what it, exactly it is that you do? So the way of investing, I would put it, is is like a, running a mini hotel in maybe your house or maybe a condo or a place where you live, right? So there's different ways of different people doing it. And some ways, some people want to make cash flow out of it. And some ways, people just want to pay off their mortgage or pay off their rent, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the people that uh, I was working with, uh, what they did was they, they lived in one room and they were renting out the other room on just the weekends. And they were paying off their rent that way. So 
That would be a scary situation, though. Having somebody just random move into your house and live with you. It's quite, like, common on Airbnb now. It's like, that's actually how Airbnb actually started. It was just because they wanted people to live, uh, like, stay on... uh, couches oh. so that's how the concept started when people were looking for hotels and they couldn't find it and they just want a place to live wow and i think as well you when you're on airbnb you're basing your decisions also off of the reviews right so if you right. see that places have good reviews mm. then people feel more comfortable but it is a little oh out my of the box gosh, okay. i could never do that but, but anyway yes yeah, <laughs> no, adding on to that let's put it this way uh would you ever trust uh, getting into another person's car a few years ago no but mm. like we do it with uber right now every day yeah. Now, I know, Sammy, so in, in our conversations, from what I understand, what you've done in the past, and I think what you're still currently doing, is you'll actually rent out a unit for a longer-term period, a vacant unit for one or two years, and then you will actually rent kind down. of sublet yeah, rent that yeah. out on a short-term basis So there's as no well. financial outlay. How mm-hmm. brilliant is that? <laughs> For sure, yeah. So that model is, uh, what is it called? Basically, I call it the cash flow model for myself. Uh, I go to landlords and I ask them if they're open to Airbnb. First answer is no, let's be honest. Everybody is not looking for another person making money on top of them. But uh, there are different ways of, uh, what is it called, asking the landlord and talking to the landlord is uh, some of the ways that I figured out is incentivizing them with a little bit more money they would make from their rent. Mm. Uh, That always helps. And making sure to give them that guarantee. If anything happens, I'm going to take care of it, right? And the, the best thing that has worked for me the most is the track record. When I can show the landlord that I have interacted with other landlords with this same scenario, and then I have a track record of good reviews, people leaving five star, people are staying over mm-hmm. here. It kind of helps, right? Building that rapport also, right? Yeah. Perfect. So, Sammy, when you are looking for properties to do this Airbnb model, what type of properties are you looking for? Are there certain markets, certain style of, of properties? Like, what is your ideal kind of situation look like? So, the last few years, I would have been focusing just on studios, okay? Uh, because my reasoning was So that's small. a bachelor. That's a bachelor, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 400 square feet or less. Wow. Because the smaller the square feet, the smaller, less furniture I have to put in, that means the less money I have to spend, right? Uh, that's been a model for me for the last uh, two years or so. Mm-hmm. And now that's what something I'm getting out of just because I want to expand and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, studio units is what I've been going after. And studio units are small, easy to furnish, less money, as I said. On, on top of that is, at the end of the day, you're not going to party in a studio. Right. That's, that's how I think about it. That's actually a really good point. So that's, that's kind of my mindset is I, the people I want to get in there, I don't want too many people in there, right? In a right. 400 square feet, you're going to invite 10 people. They're going to mm. leave by itself, right? The party's going <laughs> to go by yeah, itself. Yeah, true. So yes, that's amazing. That's how I see it. Uh, but a new thing that I've been experimenting the last few days is, um, what is it called? Private rooms. So I've helped some of the, uh, my uh, friends set up some private rooms in uh, downtown Ottawa, and they've been doing it, and they're getting booked here and there. So and private rooms, just elaborate on that. What is so that? So a private room is you own maybe like a two-bedroom condo or a two-bedroom house or a four-bedroom house, and you're renting out just a room and the shared space. So they can use the shared space still, but the room is what they're renting okay, for. Okay, got it. So that's something, this a different model that I'm mm-hmm. looking into. Uh, in that way, it's good also just because you're not going to rent a private room to throw a party. It all depends on the demographic or market you're trying to hit. But as I said, is I would always go for market validation before doing now, anything. Now, where are your 
short-term rentals? So most of my short-term renters in uh, is in Centertown, Ottawa, or downtown, either okay, one. Okay, so, so it is in Ottawa, and I guess that's because you live there. Live there, yeah. And it, you, you need to be obviously close to these properties. Yes and no. Like, you don't always have to be close because sometimes, uh, what is it called, the interaction with the guests is not that high for me, right? So I don't have to be there giving the keys or... Um, talking to them and stuff like that. Everything's fully automated, and I have a cleaner who goes and cleans the place all uh, the time. Ah, so you have everybody set up for you. Oh, there that's very interesting. So you have a cleaner. Do you have someone that greets the guests? So, no, I haven't gone that far yet. Uh, maybe <laughs> in the future. But, yeah, like, I greet them with a text message, and some people really like their privacy. They really don't want to meet the host also sometimes. I agree. I'm so you make it an easy um, check-in. They Correct. can do everything electronically. Are you a super host? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> we should cheers to that. Yeah, there you go. I know it's so interesting uh, how to make that happen. But yeah. uh, Superhost is a huge thing. Uh, it actually increases your, uh, what is it called the booking levels in your algorithm a lot. Yeah. So anybody who's getting into Airbnb, I would uh, recommend them to make sure that they hit the superhost in the first What's quarter. What's the criteria to be a superhost? So in the uh, criteria, they change it here and there all the time. But some of the some of the main criteria is they only do it every quarterly. So it would be either January, uh, April and September, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, December. So every f three months they do it, and you have to have 10 reviews or five-star reviews or 4.8 and above. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. some of the other criterias are you have to have... Um, work, uh, it has to be work ready and mm -hmm. family ready. Mm -hmm. So these criteria do change time to time. So what I'm saying right now may be outdated later on, but mm -hmm. it all depends and on... And once you're a super host, are you a super host forever or can no. you lose no, that status? you can status? lose that. You can actually lose that status. So you have to keep up with it every three months. Oh. So if your rating goes down, you're not a super host anymore. So it does affect you. Wow, that's very interesting. Well, we have to go to break soon, but we're going to talk yeah. about the numbers For sure. and learn some really more of your trade case secrets. study that you've done. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. Sure. So we're here for some more exciting news about these short-term rentals. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jordan. This is Carmen. Welcome back to 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guest, Sammy, and we're just digging into talking about short-term rentals and how to be successful in investing in these types of opportunities. For sure. So, Sammy, to kind of pick back up, um, when you find a property that you that you know you want to um, utilize for a short-term rental or an Airbnb, yeah. how does the setup process look like? Like, so, what, what, did that, what does that entail? So for the setup process, it's basically like if you're moving into a place, right? Just think about it. What are you buying? What are you going to put in there? Mm -hmm. But a little bit more minimalistic, right? Don't go over the head, uh, like buying everything for them. Leave some stuff for them to buy also, like the rice and the pasta that they need to make when they come over. But in terms of you basically need the basic furnitures, like a bed, uh, side table, uh, kitchen table, stuff like uh, the couch. So what I specialize in uh, is studios. So basically my furniture is very set. It's very small and I make sure it fits in that studio. 400 square feet is pretty small. Where do you get your furniture? So I get my furniture. I like to hustle a little bit and I get it from uh, Kijiji. I mean, want to go look for wow. the good deals. my partner here. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> there we go. I'm a fanatic on Marketplace and Kijiji. There we go. It's Facebook amazing. Marketplace is blowing up right now. Actually, right. It's better yeah. than Kijiji. 100%, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. because it's the easiest and another app I started using is Let Go. I don't know if you have yeah, been there. Uh, so, yep. 
But yeah, <laughs> most yeah. of the stuff I try to get uh, used, but the mattress is something I want to always get brand new. I was uh, things that, that people that uh, sleep on, linens, beddings, and stuff like that, towels, fresh. those I want to get fresh, right? So those yeah. are the things I would always get fresh, or I'll just stay on the market and start looking for it, is how I would do say. Do you stock the kitchen with anything? So I do basic, uh, what is it called? I wouldn't say breakfast, I would say like coffee, um, mm-hmm. tea, tea, and like sugar, and sugar and stuff pepper. like that. So depending on what kind of uh, Airbnb I'm trying to run, if I'm trying to run a, h- a higher end, I would go with, uh, ahead with an espresso machine. But if I'm going mid-tier or lower end, I would go with like Nespresso coffee and stuff like that. So depends on what kind of market you're trying to hit. If you want to hit a higher end luxury mm-hmm. market, I would go above and beyond. But if you're not going to go that far high, I would stay. Yeah, we have we have a high end one on the lake in okay. Burlington, Ontario here. and. Uh, and we do everything we can to make it perfect. We have a bottle of wine waiting from Niagara because it's local and local pastries. It really goes a long way, I find. It does. The small things, like uh, I started introducing like water sometimes, chocolate. Like Mm -hmm. it's the small things that if somebody comes, you you don't know what kind of day they're having, right? They can be having a very busy day. And that could make their day. There you go, right? Uh, That one chocolate, which Mm -hmm. gives them a sugar rush, is going to make them give you a five-star. This place is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's all this chocolate. It's so true. It's so true, though. It goes so far. And, you know, putting that display together, Together and having mm-hmm. it perfect, even a chocolate on their pillow, um, it just makes such a yeah. difference for and people. Like, and then cleanliness is so important for me. For sure. I want to make sure that anywhere I stay is super clean. So we got to make sure every nook and cranny is perfect. Hundred percent. And all the yeah. sheets are fresh, right? Yeah. But one question I get all the time with when people ask me is like, why would somebody go to a hotel versus an Airbnb, right? Like mm-hmm. you may be wondering is like if it's the same price and everything. Uh, one thing to always keep in mind is we are going to uh, what is it called? Uh, mindset of eating healthy and uh, what do yes. we call having that kitchen available. Yes. So that kitchen actually goes a long way according to hotels and uh, Airbnbs, right? And it right? feels more private, almost like you're living like a local no matter where you are. You have a home base versus a hotel you're always feeling you a little have bit to more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have all Correct. the amenities that you so, would in a home. For sure. Now we want to dig into a case study because it's a really <laughs> awesome example yeah. of what you've been doing and to show people some of the numbers and and what that can look like. So tell us a little bit about just this case study, what um, type of property it is. I believe it is a a studio Studio. bachelor as well, but can you give us a little idea of what this case study is about? So the case study about a studio that we are, uh, I'm renting out, um, what is it called? The mortgage on this case study is $1,200. The expenses come to around $600. That's cleaning. So you own this property? I own this property. Okay, so this is not a rental and, okay. So that's so I good. think you were saying so on this studio your gross income that you're able to bring in from renting it out is approximately $5,000. That is correct. Okay. Your mortgage payments are, as you were just saying, in total, um, plus expenses are $1,200. So you're netting $3,200 a month just on this one bachelor property. Is that correct? That That is correct. The only thing that uh, some people don't take into consideration is uh, when the setup fees, right? But I don't go into an Airbnb if I don't make the setup fee in the first month. So right. my rule of thumb is I'm going to spend as much as I can make in the first month. If I don't, I won't enter the property just because if I'm not cash flowing from the second month onwards, mm-hmm. it's really not worth it at that point for me. Like it is a long-term business, but I want it to be cash flowing right away. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty, that's a pretty awesome figure. Like to make 3,200 net a month just off of one 
small bachelor wow. like unit on Airbnb. That's fantastic. Now, what are your typical vacancy rates so on that? The vacancy rates is all depends on the season, uh, but I would say 80% is minimum. I get booked every month, uh, maybe one or two days go here or there. But the lowest month is February. That uh, f- for some reason, I was talking to some people, I don't even know why, but February is the lowest month for some hmm. Maybe there's 28 days, that's why. So, so what's your trade secret? <laughs> or it's just really cold and miserable. Yeah, nobody this, wants to even in this area. <laughs> they hibernate. Uh, but what's your trade secret on getting these filled? Like, uh, even, I, I personally want to know. I know okay. I have some vacancy in mine. And um, now, mind you, mine are a higher price point. Correct. Uh, but what do you go beneath everyone else's rent? How do you do that? How do you set your pricing? So the pricing, I always go for higher always. Mm. So it's not always you have to think about the pricing. You have to think about either in terms of the pictures, what the amenities they get, uh, some of the extra things that you can add is, uh, what is it called, some outgoing passes and stuff like that if you're going high-end, high-end, right? So like if you have a ski resort, you can give them like a $10 gift card. Be like, with this booking, you get $10 gift card to a ski resort no- nearby, right? Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things. But the highest thing is SEO optimization. So SEO optimization is really good. Like you want to make sure whatever is nearby you is in that uh, details of the listing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Sammy, how many properties do you have in total now? So I know you own some and then you have your other strategy right. about renting some. So what does your portfolio look like? So my Airbnb portfolio consists of 10 properties right now, two that I own and the rest are all leased out from other landlords. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, I have their agreements that I can do Airbnb on it. Excellent. Fantastic. So what so, would you say in total? The juicy like, question yeah, I mean, this is obviously just completely a ballpark, but sure. what do you think is realistic that you can be making off of this kind of uh, setup? So easily, like if you guys do the math that we all went through a case study, you can easily make over six figures a year, no problem just doing Airbnb. Wow. And, and that's, that's even as a side That's thing, on the side, right? so, so just by Airbnb. It's incredible to see the kinds of returns you can really earn using Airbnb. Now, is there any fear in your business model with these Airbnb rules coming into play? Uh, that's a question everybody's asking me. Yes, there is, obviously, like with the, what, some of the rules that were passed in Toronto and some of them uh, passed in other places in Vancouver. Uh, there is always uh, one thing I started doing is trying to get people be, become platform agnostic. What I mean by that is by taking mm. people off the platform. You can't always be dependent on the platform, getting their email addresses so that you can give them a discount next time they book directly with you, right? Mm-hmm. So getting their email addresses, phone numbers, mm. and making sure you have that email list. If they next time come into Ottawa and they, what is it called, like the place you're living in, or they stayed at at your place, they would message you and like, hey, I'm, uh, hey, Carmen, I'm coming in for a few days over That's here. Great. Can I uh, book your place, right? So at that point, you're basically cutting out the price that Airbnb would take from the host and the guest side and either you're giving that as a discount to the guest or you're taking keeping it toward mm-hmm. yourself right now the, the question is though for um, the short-term rentals and and the problems that people are having like they're mm-hmm. just banning the whole concept of, of short-term rentals or is it strictly just the Airbnb so model. they're banning just the short-term rentals um, aspect of it. So at that point, one thing that uh, I may move over to and what's what I'm experimenting is private rooms, where private rooms people come for more than a month, right? So one thing, because I do also student rentals on the side, so one yes. thing I realized was when student rentals were coming, there was a lot of people who were coming to me for four months, right? Yeah. So that point, 
I as a landlord can take them as a four month uh, tenant or I can sign them as a one year or I can be like, okay, you know what, for four months come to this Airbnb over here and I can start placing them over here and there, right? Right. So that's one strategy that I'm looking into right now for private rooms on Airbnb with four month terms or a month yeah. term at least, right? Exactly. Because it's not just students, it's just also co-ops. People come for contracts, people come from businesses. Yeah. You don't know who, yeah, who's coming sure. from where, right? Exactly. We only know how much we are experiencing ourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, the person the person that's coming in, we really don't know his living standards or his living situation, right? So that's how I would put it. Now, so, Sammy, our time is almost yeah. okay. up. Do you have any last bits of advice that you can offer to people or any do's and don'ts for people that maybe want to get started in short-term rentals? For sure. Uh, my do's and don'ts would be basically like any other, starting any other business do your market validation do your market research make sure you have enough mm -hmm. capital to go in like don't go halfway and then you can't pay the rent for the next month and then yeah, yeah. you get screwed over right those are my uh, don'ts don't do that uh, but the do's are market validation um, get into the community find people who are already doing it learn yeah. from them learn from other people's mistakes if you can't figure it out yourself find a mentor find somebody who has been doing it and mm -hmm. collaborate with them joint ventures those would be my do's and don'ts. I think Fantastic. he's going to be a future hotelier. He's going to be huge. He's going to own all the hotels everywhere. Hopefully. I just see it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us yeah, and sharing so that much. wisdom with us. So for more information on real estate investing, you can go to 30minutes12th.com to see the rest of our episodes. Excellent. And thank you for watching. Go create wealth.